Gift Biz Unwrapped, Episode 26. My boss says, you need to go into business. We want those cookies. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar store, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. Today, I have with me Donna Alufohai of Royalty Cookies. Baking has always been her family's pastime, and as a child, Donna watched and baked right alongside her grandmother and great aunts. Royalty Cookies was actually inspired by her grandmother's recipe and has been enjoyed for more than 40 years by family members, neighbors, and friends. And so based on that popularity of these delicious homemade cookies, in January of 2010, Royalty Cookies was created. And now Donna gets to share her grandmother's delicious cookies with the entire world. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you so much, Sue. Is there anything you'd like to add to that intro before we get started? In the next few days, we are purchasing an existing restaurant, Tabitha's Bistro, which will be adding to royalty cookies. So you'll have the cookies available in the bistro as well? Correct, yes. Oh, fabulous. As our listeners know, we like to align the conversation around the life of a motivational candle. The light shines on you while you share your stories and experiences. So Donna, are you ready to light it up? I certainly am. I'm just picturing your new shop and I'm going to make a little imaginary scene because right next door there's a candle shop. And you walk into that shop and you see all these candles. What color candle would you be most drawn to? Sky blue. And why sky blue? Because to me, it's endless. Oh, that's interesting. And what kind of a quote would be on a motivational candle that's sky blue? No regrets. To me, the most important thing is to try. Whatever it is, is to try. No regrets. I think you're right. When people are just starting businesses, you can be frozen in fear, not sure that you're going to be able to accomplish what you want to do. And that fear can hold you back because everyone thinks that everything you try has to automatically be a success. And your quote, no regrets, is perfect because if you don't try things, you don't know if they're going to be a success or not. So the worst thing to do is just be frozen and not do anything. Absolutely. That's exactly what I tell my son. The old quote of the first step is the most difficult, and it's so true. But once you get past it and then you look back, whether it doesn't work out or whether it does, it gives you inner peace. And you say, well, I tried, and you can be satisfied. Or look at it just took off and did so well. I'm glad I tried. And in itself, it's motivational and it gives you a very fulfilling life journey. I couldn't agree more. Let's go back, Donna, to the beginning of your journey with royalty cookies. So you had been making these cookies for a long time and had a lot of positive response to it, obviously. But what was it that made you switch and decide that we're not just going to do this just for fun anymore, we're going to turn it into a business? Tell us about that story, how that whole thing evolved. 
I started baking as I as you mentioned in the intro and I was around the age of 12 and I just knew that this was going to be an important thing in my life. I just knew it. It's always been there and I thought someday I'm going to sell these. Never know or when, where, how, but I just knew it was going to happen. My grandmother baked by a handful of this and a handful of that. And I said to her, I need to have this recipe. She said, okay, well, bake with me. And I couldn't write down a handful of this and a pinch of that. So she literally did the recipe, putting however many handfuls of flour, sugar, and I'd scoop it out and come to the equivalent of a cup of flour and... I was able to capture the recipe. It was my most favorite recipe out of all the cookies that she made at Christmas time. And when I was older, living on my own, I always gave them out as gifts to my friends, neighbors, colleagues. And it just grew from there. People always looked forward to them at Christmas time. To fast forward, one of my past jobs here in Florida. Uh, This was up in Massachusetts and we transferred down here, my husband and I, uh, Florida about 20 years ago. And my son was, was about two. I went back to work and again, giving away the cookies and enjoying my job so much. You think things are going along just fine and suddenly my beloved boss passed away and I lost my job. You're not quite prepared for that. And you say, oh, oh my goodness, it's what do I do? So you frantically look for a quick solution. So I did that. I had the idea in my mind about the cookies. But because I wasn't ready on my terms, I sought employment somewhere else. Unfortunately, it was a very hostile environment. It was a type of environment where People were coming and going all the time because people didn't want to stay there. And I too, after a while, maybe two years into it, I said, you know, I need to also look for another job. This isn't where I want to be. And one of the colleagues out of the blue said to me, when are you baking the cookies again? And I said, no, 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 it's only Christmas time that I do it. It's a lot of work. And then another colleague chimed in and said, well, will you sell me some? And the first one said, I'll buy them too. And I kind of looked because that type of camaraderie just didn't occur at that place. So it was something that kind of stuck in my head. I came home and was preparing dinner. My husband walked in. He works for Miami-Dade County. And his boss is very prominent in the county government. My husband walked in and said, My boss says, you need to go into business. We want those cookies. It was my aha moment. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now's the time on my terms. I'm going to create my job instead of look for employment somewhere else. You know, you had a big sign because at the point where people are willing to pull out their pocketbook and pay you, It's confirmation of your product for sure. So you had a couple of people in your current position that you were very quickly going to leave. And then also your husband's company 
laying out some corporate potential for your product. That really came to you in that manner. But I just want to point that out for Gift Biz listeners is that if you start seeing that people are willing to pull out and pay money right away, that's something to pay attention to for sure. Donna, I'm going to ask you real quickly. I want to cut in on your story for a second. Is there anything now hindsight that you would recommend or suggest to our listeners? Something you might have not known or something where you think maybe you should have started right after your former boss had passed before you went into the other company? Or was it a good thing that you took this journey in the way that you did? Well, I don't want to look back and say, oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Because right. no regrets, right? <laughs> no regrets. Um, I really do appreciate everything that I've been through to get me to this point. Just like stories of fairy tales, if I could only do this and then the whole world changes. it does. This is the way my life was supposed to be. So no, I don't want to change it. I learned some very valuable things at the past job. A lot of it of what not to do, which is just as important as what to do. Very good point. So take any of your more negative experiences and reverse them. Correct. You know, here's what I've learned shouldn't happen. So now I know what should happen. Correct. And I really appreciate all that. And I think all of those life experiences, along with my education, has come to this point where I've been very successful. I have to say that baking cookies, or and I'm sure it applies to many other types of businesses, but specifically with me, baking cookies at home for family and friends is quite different than manufacturing cookies and selling them commercially. That was one thing that I took very strategically and slowly to make sure that I got it right. One thing that I valued is at the beginning when people said, hey, will you sell me cookies, is when you start having to manufacture or bake in large quantities, I didn't want anything compromised. I wanted people to say, are these homemade and They're not anymore. We did start out as a home-based business, which is a wonderful tool that they have opportunity here in uh, Broward County is that they have a cottage law. A cottage law allows home-based businesses to uh, start. And when you reach a certain threshold of sales or different things, then you have to move to a commercial facility. So it really gave me a nice opportunity to hone my product to make sure that nothing was compromised. Now when I'm out doing sampling and taste testing and so on, and when people bite the cookie and they say, oh, it reminds me of Christmas, it continually reassures me that I'm on the right track. Along with that, you need to make sure that you're in compliance and you have to learn, you have to read, you know, um, all the different types of rules and regulations to make sure that you are in compliance. One of the things that another quote that is important to me is I'm not in a rush to fail. And at the beginning stages, I would say that that is most important, is that you learn, you learn it well, you look and you make sure that what you're doing is purposeful and you're going to see the benefit. I'd rather make small mistakes because no one's perfect rather than big ones. So that's where I'm at right now. And in putting that all into place, 
I'm seeing steady growth, continual learning. And that's what I want to stress most of all, is that it's always going to be a steady process. It's never that you're done. So along the way, though, with this steady process, you know you encounter bumps in the road. You know, it's not always easy. Everything doesn't go your way. Can you bring us to a point where you had a particularly difficult challenge and let us know that story and then what you did to overcome that challenge? Well, I think it's a bump in the road that almost every single business faces all the time. And that is financial. It's funny because when I first started, I was so excited that I sold 10 dozen. And then I said, oh, I can't wait till I get to 100 dozen. So at each threshold, you think that you've reached the next level of financial success or in sales that is going to allow you to be in that wahoo moment. Like, hey, I made it. (laughs) And then you get there and you're like, Oh no, I need a bigger mixer. Oh no, I need an oven. Oh no, I need another facility. You know, so those challenges to me, not quite what I was expecting. So it continues to this day to be my biggest struggle. One of the things that I chose to do is to self-fund my business. I didn't want to take on investors. I didn't want to put so much money into the business that I would risk my own personal financial security. I wanted to grow without that devastating debt. With that, it's a decision I made. Many other businesses make it for their own other reasons. The downside is you grow slower and you could get impatient. But once you overcome that next threshold, then I'm excited that, oh, I did it. And the threshold that I'm at right now is I'm purchasing an existing business, a restaurant that has a proven concept that is profitable, but something that will give me now a brick and mortar location of my own instead of renting a commercial kitchen. It will give me a launch pad to grow without being so heavily in debt every month because the revenues from the restaurant will allow me to incorporate royalty cookies and grow it further. That's the path I chose If it doesn't work out, I can sell the business or even worst case scenario, it's not going to devastate me financially in a way that I'm going to lose my house or anything like that. I always weighed that along. Donna, thank you so much for sharing that story because I think a lot of people don't really understand that you really can start small without a huge financial investment. And look at what Donna's just done. She's gone from sampling cookies with and baking them with her grandmother, knowing in the back of her mind that this is something she would want to do at some point. So you already, probably over the course of all those years, were starting to envision what the business could look like. Then you finally decided to jump in not very long ago, 2010. Mm-hmm out of your kitchen, then you get into a commercial kitchen, and now going into a brick and mortar. So Gift Biz listeners, capture that dream. That's something that you want to do, like Donna's saying, slow and steady. But it can happen, and you don't need to take out loans. You don't need to have that 
terribly encumbering feeling of devastation or fear with having heavy financial weight. So really great story, Don. I really, really appreciate your sharing that with us. Thank you. There's a quote that I'd like to put along with that story. That is, if it's important enough to you, you will find a way. If not, you will find an excuse. It means that whatever it is that is important enough to you, you will be relentless without just saying, oh, I can't do it. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be so many things. For example, which is on a very personal note, my son, it took me 10 years to find him. Um, Relentless research of doctors throughout the country, not understanding uh, why I wasn't able to have children until I finally, after 10 years, found someone to help me. And I was told over and over again, You're too old. And at 42, with the right doctor and the right medicine, I have my most wonderful son. So what a wonderful story that is. Mm -hmm. You just have to keep going. That also speaks to you have to have passion and commitment with whatever you're doing. How often have you heard stories that people say things can't be done, just is not possible? But then you hear someone who was committed to whatever their course was and said, I don't care if people are saying that. I'm pulling through because I believe in it. And that's exactly what you did with your business, but also even more exciting with your son, Donna. That's a fabulous story. Right. Well, that's one thing you're going to find as a small business. People will tell you all the time, no. So when you believe in the product, because you're going to find a way. And somebody told me that others are not going to love your product as much as you do. Obviously, that's why you're in business, because you love your product. So sometimes it could be someone's having a bad day, or or you don't know why, and you're going to get turned down. But it doesn't mean that you have a bad product, because you have a lot of successes on one hand, and maybe a few no's on the other. So you have to keep reinventing yourself, looking for avenues and channels. You can't be so committed to only one road. You need to venture out little bits here and there. And to develop, let's say one road is getting stronger or wider and busier from another, well, you want to concentrate on that, though you don't want to entirely let go of the others. And before you know it, you're going to have a full-fledged business. It can't just be one course. You can't just look at things with the straight and narrow. It's rare that things are going to happen in a skyrocket uh, sort of fashion. Right. You got to you got to try some things out and then see how it goes and then pursue the things that are working and table the things or just close the things that are not. Correct. All right, Donna, let's move over into talking about some type of a promotion or an event that you've done that has moved the needle. It's like significantly started to increase sales or something that you've done that's made a significant change in the business. Initially, I volunteered to do a taste testing at one of the uh, local wine and spirit stores. It's, it's a family business throughout Florida. They have a hundred and something locations and they do wine tastings and they invite local businesses to give away their product to complement the wine and spirits that they're tasting. And I volunteered to do that. And 
it was the most wonderful experience because I had never tried giving them away or seeing the reactions of the masses of how they would react to my product. At that tasting, I have to say it was a frenzy at my table. The product just flew out and they wanted to know where to buy it. And of course, we were just sampling. Fortunately for me, which was totally unknown to me, is that the store had just been renovated. So at the grand opening of this wine tasting, there were all kinds of corporate people there. Some gentleman came up to me and said, are you sold in our stores? And I said, no. And he says, do you want to be? And I'm like, of course, not knowing that he was one of the vice presidents of the store. That's a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) So in the next few months, my cookies began to be on the shelf at a very prominent wine and liquor store throughout Florida. We started out with just uh, one or two locations. I now cover South Florida. I have seven locations. It was just amazing. And to see your product being sold on the shelf and moving and replacing and taking that also as a deep learning opportunity. Learning in what way? Well, learning people's comments, what they like, what they don't like. So customer research. Absolutely. It is such free research when you are out sampling because strangers will tell you anything and particularly kids. My son is the first one to test any flavor. If I don't get the thumbs up, it doesn't go out on the shelf because kids will tell you. Adults when they don't know you, they will also tell you and every you have to take some of the things with a grain of salt because it could be your competition. But for the most part, if you're getting a vast majority of comments that are being repeated over and over again, then you can take more credence to it. So it's really valuable uh, one-on-one customer research. And, you know, a lot of times as companies grow... They look at themselves as, oh, I don't need to do that. I can hire someone. And and the more removed you are from your customer, you lose that insight. That's probably why Undercover Boss is so important <laughs> because you really need to stay true to the core of why you're in business. So one big thing that I want to bring up with the conversation we've just had is the visibility that you had in the market. You took advantage of being with a company that had a similar audience to you with the wine shop. We'll call them power partners because you're not competing with them, but you have a similar audience to them. And you had no idea what you were going to encounter, you know, being able to meet a huge corporate opportunity. Absolutely. And it really put me on a different level. It gave me credibility. It gave me so many things that it took me out of the mom in the kitchen. It put me in the commercial space to start baking. I had to then get UPC codes and product testing and all kinds of things that I hadn't had to do before. Design a box, design a logo and all those things. And each step of the way, I did it all myself. I even made the prototype of the box. I went to the manufacturer and I told him this is what I want. You can do it yourself. 
There are companies out there that will cater to small businesses. Some of the employees will help you on the side. Uh, for example, at the box company, one of the designers helped me with the colors and so on. And he did what was needed to submit to the company. So, you know, he works on the side. Before you know it, you have the look and the feel of a big company. Even though you're still small, you're still presenting yourself to the public in the way that is going to be helping you to grow. Right. Is right for your image, a professional mm-hmm. image, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Donna, on the customer service end, how do you make your customers feel unique and special and valued? I try to be genuine. I try to under-promise and over-deliver. I've always met every deadline. I try, you know, I put little notes on the invoice thanking them. I give away product samples as little gifts in in the cases if there's room, maybe credits on their account for future orders, things that aren't expected to know that I'm thinking of them. We're going to flip around a little bit here and move into what I call the reflection section. This is a look at you and what's helped you with your success along the way. And these are brief, really quick answers, just summary type answers. What is the one natural trait that you have that you think has helped you to succeed? Tenacity, the meticulous attention to detail. You keep on the path and you stay very detailed so that you can get the result that you're needing. Correct. Very focused. Yes. Very focused. Okay. And what tool do you use regularly to keep productive or to help create balance in your life? Well, technology, my smartphone, my computer. However, I still keep it simple. I try not to make it too complicated. It can be overwhelming. There's so much out there. My husband always reminds me that sales will push you in the correct direction. And technology helps with that to keep everything organized. Is there one program that you use more than others or something else more specific that you could share with our listeners? Probably Excel. I use a lot. That's probably the number one, Excel. I use it for all sorts of spreadsheets and lists and and things to keep myself organized. And what book have you read lately that you think our listeners could find value in? The Seven Habits. uh, found it very motivational and very positive, very upbeat. The Seven Habits of Successful People. Is that by Stephen Covey, that one? Exactly. Yes. Got it. All right. And Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to get an audiobook, just like Donna's recommending, for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. All right, Donna, I would like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside? A wonderful memory. For me, when you bring joy into someone's life, can be the smallest thing, no cost, just the smallest thing. It's the most peaceful feeling and something when you can touch someone else in that way when you touch their heart that's what it's all about to me so it would be a box full of memories that you've given other people and memories that you have captured for yourself 
Correct. For example, it could be a hug that you may give someone and they just may need it, but it will give them a nice memory. It could be anything. It could be a walk. It could be um, just a smile or it could be a gift of anything. Um, but when it touches them, when you know it, it reaches them in a way that gives them that peacefulness in their mind. That's what I try to do. That's what I'm all about. It's really actually very profound, Donna, because you never know when something that you do, a gesture that you give, a smile that you give, like you're saying, a hug, you never know when that person really needed it the most. And it's those little things you don't even realize are things that people will remember and hold on to and recall years later. And you don't even know you did it. Correct. Mm-hmm. So how can our listeners get in touch with you or purchase these fabulous cookies? They can go to our website, which is royaltycookies.com. And if they want to contact us, we have a contact page and they can send me a note. And there's also a phone number on the contact page as well. And tell us where you're located for anyone who's just starting to listen and doesn't know. Maybe they'll be able to jump into your new place. We are located on uh, South University Drive in Davie, Florida, just north of Sterling Road. Perfect. Well, Gift Biz listeners, you also know if you jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com, you'll find Donna's show notes page. And there I'll have some detail about the conversation we've just had and also all the information on how you can connect with her through social media sites, the website, etc. Thank you so much, Donna, for sharing all of this really great insight into the whole world of creating your own business and building royalty cookies. I really appreciate it. And may your candle always burn bright. Thank you, Sue. Thank you so much. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Would you like to be on the show? Or do you know someone who can provide valuable insight from their experiences? If so, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is submit a form for consideration. You can access the form at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash guest. That's giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out theribbonprintcompany.com for more information. 